You need to stop telling your friends about all the good deals. I would argue it's actually selfish. Hi, my name is Sean. I'm the UC Berkeley graduate that created and taught the university-sponsored course on credit card rewards. I'm here with my co-host, Sherwin. Hi, everyone. I'm Sherwin, a Stanford student who's really into the credit card, points, smiles, travel hobby, uh, here to share with you all the stuff I've learned along along the way. Uh, Today's episode is titled, When Sharing Isn't Caring, Why It's Selfish to Share Deals. Yeah, so when we talk about sharing deals, we're talking about sharing these game-breaking, truly amazing, you know, one-of-a-kind, once-in-a-lifetime deals. And You need to think of these deals, these truly amazing things that are, you know, unicorn redemptions, airfares, airfare, air nights and hotel rates. It's like a poorly maintained bridge. Okay. If like a few people cross at a time, no big deal, not a problem. But when everyone and their dog tries to get across at the same time, you know what happens to the bridge? It collapses and the deal goes away forever. So Sure. When, what, what, just give me your thoughts a bit on this and when people are sharing these deals and maybe you could give me a bit more specifics on the nature of this. Yeah, I think one important example to start with are error fears. So a lot of times, um, sometimes airlines, um, even hotels will have a glitch where the fare becomes super cheap. Um, so sometimes it's something crazy like $300 for an international long haul business class flight. Um you know, there are more outrageous examples like that one or, you know, more modest ones. But the point is, they are usually only going to be there for a couple hours and kind of have to jump on them. And then if too many people do it, uh, they discover it, they'll cancel most of the flights and refund you or, you know, it just won't pop up again. Um, other types of deals that get shared that go away quickly can include things like a lot of award availability, either on flights or at hotels, if it all gets booked up, then the deal goes away, right? So, you know, the more people it gets shared with, the less likely the deal is going to last. Uh, Sean, does that make sense? Do you have any other examples that come to mind? Yeah, so it's, it's especially important to note that it's it's really something that you have to think, does the deal scale well? So let's give some examples of deals that probably would have existed and would have stayed alive if they were not overly publicized. So one, and I'm not blaming the creators for posting these, okay? I'm just saying that it, they likely did die because they were overpublicized. So uh, One Mile at a Time, one of my favorite blogs, posted a deal about how for 50,000 points a night, this is back in 2021, that you could book the Thompson Cabo's penthouse villa. This is like a $3,000 a night villa, three bedrooms, massive kitchen, private rooftop with a private hot tub and barbecue area, Okay ridiculously good redemption, absurdly good. It had been active for several months up until he had posted that article. You know what happened when that article went up? Within a few days to a few hours, gone. Never to come back, it can't be done again. So if that hadn't been published, if not all the people had found out about it, we might still be able to book it at that redemption. This was back when the hotel was a Category 6. So that was sad. Now we can't book that anymore. Another one. Air France recently had uh, airfares from certain destinations for 5,000 points or even less. It was like 1,500 points for certain airport pairs. And everyone talked about this all over the blogs, everywhere. And guess what happened? Everything got canceled. So when too many people jump on these deals, it ruins it. If there were less people that had known about these, they might have been alive. Sherwin, do you have any other specific examples? I think we should share some more just to hammer in this point. 
I think the one that annoyed me the most was the IHG diamond extension getting axed. So previously, um, this was already widely talked about, to be honest. I'm going to say it was a secret. But um, if you had IHG diamond status, which is your top tier status, um, you were able to extend it for another year by simply purchasing uh, Intercontinental Ambassador status, which costs $200. Um, Intercontinental Ambassador is a separate package, separate program that confers you benefits at Intercontinental Dental Hotels, which is only a subset of IHG. But there was some kind of loophole, whether intentional or not, where if you had purchased that during the year and you had IHG Diamond status at that time, it would extend it for another year and you wouldn't have to meet the 79th threshold to continue that. Uh, you know, this got repeatedly talked about and, and, you know, in my opinion, excessively posted about on various blogs. And, you know, people were sort of idiotic enough to call up ISG customer service and ask them if this was a real thing. If can I extend diamond using uh, ambassador? Obviously, customer service people said no, because that's never in the terms. Some, it's just something widely known to have worked. And, you know, uh, sometime this or sometime last year, it just got shut down um, entirely. So, you know, I'm pretty disappointed about that. that's all I have to say. <laughs> I, I totally agree. I was planning to renew ambassador. I loved having IHG diamond status. It was cool because you can buy the IHG points and stay for discounts. But now I can't do that anymore. And it's now I learned about it from the blogs. So totally guilty on that front. But at the same time, it's gone because everyone talked about it. So yeah, other also, examples. Like, if something works, it's not supposed to work. Like, don't call customer service and ask them if it's supposed to work. Like, that is just like the worst way. To do it. I don't know. People were talking about in the comments of these blogs that they'd cost customer service and they said it was false. Yada, yada. We're like, why are you calling them about it? Exactly. If it's not, if it's like a special kind of loophole that's not, don't call the, like, if you get the 5,000 point Air France award ticket, don't call Air France and start making changes to the ticket. You keep that ticket or you cancel it. You don't get to, to move it around. Okay. You're stuck with it. So, yeah. some other examples. There was uh, Dreams Miami had a $30 air rate a night, got posted in the Discord server, link in the description, but also got posted on Reddit's before it was in the discord server and other places and you know i booked a ton of nights a bunch of people booked a ton of nights and it was canceled right if it if only like one guy had found out about it and then they had fixed it then probably could have you know left and dealt with the you know lost revenue from that one person not when thousands of people are doing it uh, literally anything related to manufactured spending has this as well so anyone that is into manufactured spending won't share the information behind it because once a good manufactured spending method comes out they just get rid of it because, you know, once it's public, it's gone. Uh, NA had an airfare earlier this year for first class tickets. I booked several, all got canceled. Uh, all the blogs talked about it, went everywhere. Uh, another example, Waldorf Cabo. Sometimes I've had award dumps. They're posted on the blogs. They're gone within a few hours. And, you know, of course, people are booking them, but still it's when they're public publicized so widely, they go away so quickly. So not all of them, you know, failed only due to being over, overly publicized, but like a lot of them probably would have been fine if not everyone had known about them, especially like IHG Diamond Extension and some of these airfares. Like if they had been kept secret, it would have worked. So Sherwin, when do we know if we should talk about a deal or not? Because I'm saying it's selfish in the sense that, you know, you're sharing it for clout to a degree. If So like, when can you talk about a deal? When is it safe? 
Well, I think the number one guideline is if it's a deal you plan to take advantage of, you should probably book it first yourself or take advantage of it before you share it with anyone. Um, because the longer you wait, the more people will have access to it and whatnot. I also realized that other people may discover the deal too and may share it even if you don't intend on sharing it. And a lot of times this information inevitably becomes available. Um, so that's another consideration. Sean, what are some other considerations? Yeah, so I think one is do these deals, when you find a deal, does it scale and is the cat already out of the bag? So what I mean by that, does it scale? Is the deal something that they intend to do? And is it something that if more people took advantage of it, that the company providing said deal could withstand? So is it like an award dump, for example? Okay, award dumps to a degree are fair game because that's intended. So if you're sharing it with your friends, that's an intended thing. Someone else is going to eventually take the award dump, right? The, the award's there. But is it something like a 1,500-point flight? Air rate? Is it a $500 first class ticket? Those aren't going to scale. Okay. If you have people booking the entire calendar for ANA first class at $500, they're not going to allow that to happen. It just can't happen. Another thing is, is the cat already out of the bag? So let's say you're the first person to discover something that no one else discovered before. Really important to keep it secret. But let's say if you already heard about it on frequent mile or in one mile at a time, okay, go share it with whoever you want. It's out of the bag already. There's, it's not a problem. And I do want to be clear when I say talk about being selfish sharing a deal. I, I'm not saying to not share interesting deals with your friends at all. I'm just saying to understand the mindset of when people get upset with you for sharing a deal, there's a reason behind it. There is a point to not share it. Because if you share it, it might ruin it for everyone. Just like the bridge that if too many people walk across is worse for everyone involved. Yeah, I would agree with those points. So Sean, were there any deals that like on the flip side didn't die or at least semi stayed alive despite being uh, widely shared? Yeah, so one of the ones I wish I could have taken advantage of and I was not as well connected back when this happened as I am now, but the Simply Miles American Airlines deal was absurdly good where you could basically buy Air American Airlines miles at point, point four two cents per piece. Not 4.2, 0.42 cents per piece, meaning if you had booked a business class ticket from Middle East to Asia, it's $200 worth of miles, under $200 of the miles. So, and you could buy unlimited of them, by the way. Oh, and they gave you status with it eventually. But so that was posted on Frequent Miler. It died soon after in the sense that they had to shut the deal down, but they honored everyone who got in. So sometimes these things do work. Another one uh, back several years ago, there was a Cathay Pacific like first class deal out of Vietnam and business class out of Vietnam, which they ended up honoring, which was really, really cool that they did that. Uh, so some of these things don't die, but they can, they can definitely die. Sherwin, what do you think is a good mindset of when you should think about, okay, is this, can I share this? Should I share it? Am I being selfish from sharing it? Because there are deals, I will say right now, Sherwin and I, even before this podcast, were discussing a very interesting deal that we know about. And we aren't going to tell a soul because if we tell anyone, I guarantee you it will be gone very, very, very fast. And so if we were to share it with someone, it would actually be selfish on our part because it would be gone. We would just be sharing it for clout. There wouldn't benefit anyone knowing this deal because it cannot scale. It will not scale. So what are your thoughts, Sherwin? I think the question of whether it will scale as you've outlined is a very good question to ask. Yeah, I mean, you should just ask yourself, 
if sharing this will kill it and make everyone worse off because the deal is entirely no longer available, uh, then yeah, probably a bad idea to share it. On the other hand, if it's something like a war dump that you've already taken advantage of, or if it's um, just like some really cheap sale that doesn't seem like it was accidental on the airline's part, isn't like insanely low, that's probably fair game. Um, and at as Shauna said, anything that's already been widely discussed or posted. I mean, there's also the question of like the degree to which you share, uh, like, you know, there, you know, do you post about it publicly online where everyone can see it? Do you only share it with your close friends? You know, that might be a reasonable thing to do in certain situations, like share it with only a few people, you know, but not with like everyone else in the world. So I think it's a highly deal specific question. It's hard to generalize. Definitely. And I think I, I, I want to be very clear because a lot of people I'm sure are going to be very mad at me like for talking this way and saying, oh, you should stop sharing deals. Look, I love sharing deals. That's all I do all day. I read deals all day. It's really fun. I'm just saying to have this understanding a little bit of that, you know, maybe that deal going to public isn't actually a good thing for everyone involved because then the, you know, the small amount of people that got in don't get it at all. And I, you know, we, we're still going to be sharing deals in the Discord server. Plug for the Discord server. Link in the description. 100% for free. But some deals that we have posted that have not died. So someone in our server, uh, Revington, he posted about ANA first class award space, a full dump from, uh, I think it was Hanita to San Francisco and back and forth uh, on the suite. I was able to take advantage of that. So we knew about that before anyone, any other blogs posted about it, before even like Thrifty Travel or Premium posted about it. We knew about it. Thank you, Revington. We knew about uh, Etihad first class award space. I think it was Renfi is their name who posted that first. So we were able to book Etihad first class apartment. Sure, when you were able to book that from the yes, award I, I, I took advantage of it, and I got three seats on that on like one, like the same very flight, which is you know unheard of usually in the first class space. And I was only able to do that because it was shared in our Discord server the day before it was widely publicized on the various blogs. If I had waited until after everyone else had seen it on the blogs, I likely wouldn't have been able to book it for you know three seats in literally one of the best first class products in the world um so and this goes to the thing i said like how many people do you share with was the question right like i was able to take advantage because it was shared on our discord server where you know it's growing it has a lot of people but it's not maybe at this time as widely available as like all those big blocks so that actually makes a difference as to whether i was able to take advantage of that deal yeah and that was like an award space as well so us knowing about it, yes, like we took it away, but it's not like it, they didn't take all the award space back or something. We right. were able to book it. That it being said, good. I think Aeroplane has been having trouble, you know, getting award space with Etihad. I think there's kind of a, an ongoing issue, possibly because a lot of people booked Etihad, you know, first class awards. So it's kind of a bummer now that uh, it's sort of been unavailable on Aeroplan entirely. Have you heard about this? I've heard about this, and I suspect it's because someone at Etihad must have fat-fingered it and released the entire cabin into first class, because that's what happened. There were cabins with nine seats where all nine were bookable on first class. And that should not ever happen, by the way, unless it's like a close-in flight or something where they've sold none of them. The airline, you know, you'd have to be an idiot as an airline to do that because they're getting very, very bad redemption rates on those on those partner award redemptions. Yeah, so but I think, I think now the bummer up. is a lot of people who had booked successfully, like these business or first class tickets on Etihad through Aeroplan are getting their tickets canceled 
airplane is trying to make good on it, but it's been this whole mess. And I think, you know, I, I don't know if it's a deal th- thing between Etihad and Aeroplan, but it might be specific to their partnership because as far as I can tell, American Airlines is still able to access that Etihad premium class space. But now any business to first class is uh, not available to Aeroplan at the time of this recording. So, you know, it still shows that on the flip side, you know, there are consequences to deals being publicly you know. But, you know, it was something I was able to take advantage because someone was generous enough to share that information with me. So it's always this balance. Yeah. And you've shared also uh, Ventana, Lila Ventana, basically the hard, virtually the hardest pro- high property in the world to book. Uh, probably only second to maybe Kalala Island, which we also posted. Kalala Island. Kalala Island is a SLH property with Hyatt, Category 8. It is four, I think it's six rooms now. There's only six rooms on the island, two of which I believe are points bookable. It's ultra all-inclusive. Everything is included. Uh, it's off the coast of Nicaragua. It is one of the most exclusive hotels in the world. It's like three, $4,000 a night, most nights. We posted about it. It's extremely hard to book. I was able to book a week there. Didn't end up going, but I was able to book it. And people in the server were able to book it because we shared it first before anyone else knew about it. So again, it's not that I'm telling you that you can never share a cool deal with your friends and to try to, you know, book cool things and read the blogs. I read the blogs every day. They post very interesting deals and I've learned a ton from them. All I'm saying is, let's say you're browsing on the Hyatt app and you find Park Hyatt, New York for a night that's open the presidential suite for $10. Don't go post about it on Reddit if no one else has seen it yet. Maybe you'll be the only one to get it and then they'll take the rate back for every, so no one else gets it, but they won't take your rate back. If you see something like that, shh, because the cat isn't out of the bag yet. If it's out of, if the cat's out of the bag, who cares? But for something like that, if you see a $500 ANA first class ticket, no one else has talked about it yet. Maybe don't go put it on the blogs just yet. Once it's there, fair game, but just maybe they'll take it back. Maybe they'll take it back first. So there's even some redemptions I know in hotels that are like still active to this day for a while. And I haven't been sharing them widely because I know if I share them widely, they'll probably get taken away. And then it's just worse for everyone because now this cool redemption won't be open anymore. Yeah, I think that, that's a pretty good summary. I don't know. It's something I'm torn about because I benefited so much myself learning from blogs, learning from people on the Discord server, learning from people uh, who generously share the deals uh, and sweet spots they find. Uh, but I feel like the longer you play this game, the harder it is because all the easy deals kind of trickle away and get harder, you know? So the longer you play a game, the more kind of work doing research and stuff to find cool things you have to do. So it's just the balance and and just recognize that everyone is always learning. Um, You know, there's new interesting parts of the game that are revealed all the time. It's not like you can acquire all the knowledge one time and be done with it. You know, it's an evolving game. Sean and I try to learn new things you know every week every month and we share what we can but uh there's a balance to what we're able to talk about or what people are able to talk about absolutely you were fully in favor of sharing deals it's just that if sharing a deal will be the reason the deal gets taken back for everyone we can't share it not because we don't want to but just because we can't it would actually be a selfish act just for clout but again anything else that is not going to be taken back just by the act of sharing the deal we will be sharing everything we know fully openly for free in the discord server and on this podcast so just always want to make that clear we have learned so much from all these blogs we're not saying anything negative about them i love one mile at a time i love frequent miler i read them every day 
wonderful resources, and I recommend checking them out. So I want to be very clear on that. Yes. So if you enjoyed today's episode and want to learn more and connect with an elite group of travelers who are sharing deals like the ones we've talked about in this episode, please do check out the Discord server down below. Um, If you want to earn more points and miles for your next trip, uh, please consider signing up for one of the credit cards using one of our links below in the description. Um, It really, really greatly helps support our channel. And finally, if you enjoyed today's video, please give it a like and subscribe to our channel, which is rapidly growing, and we appreciate all the support we can get. Uh, Thank you for listening, and goodbye.